you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience are newcomers in pharmacy informatics. So today's episode, I'm going to be going over something called the SDLC, which is Systems Development Lifecycle. And this is technically, you know, not just in pharmacy informatics, but it's more like about project management or developing a system or implementing a new system. And I really think that this is an important aspect to understand and to kind of understand, you know, where the steps are, what kind of steps are there and what each of the steps are. Maybe, you know, some of the advantages and disadvantages of, you know, an SDLC or systems development lifecycle. So let's just get right into it. It's probably going to be a short episode, but I'll try to go over all of this. And, you know, there's a lot of material out there. So if you actually just Google SDLC or Systems Development Lifecycle, you'll find so much reading material on it. So uh, yeah, so get, let's just get started. So the first step is analysis. So analysis is when the existing system is evaluated. So, you know, you start in SDLC because you're wanting to implement a new system. But how do you implement this? How do you configure this? You got to look at the existing system to see how it's running today. So analysis is where you look at the existing system and then see what deficiencies there are and what operational uh, workflows that can be improved. And then, you know, this part where, uh, you know, fact finding can be done, like you interview all the users of the system and then figure out like how they're using it. And, you know, you consult all the support personnel that's around the, the existing system. And then after that, you know, you do the, your planning and uh, you know, requirements for that new system. So the new system is going to have a set of requirements that are needed for building it uh, to an effective way. So the deficiencies in the existing system are, you know, you know that now because of your analysis. So now you got to figure out how to set up the new system, plan to set up the new system so that those deficiencies in the existing system can be addressed. So there's going to be like, you know, specific proposals for improving those deficiencies. You know, other things in this step could be like uh, looking at all the needed features or, you know, functions that are capable in that new system and defining like, you know, which one do we want to plan to implement with this new system? You know, you can always do like a phasing in where not all the uh, new features are implemented at once. Maybe they could be phased in later. Um, and then after that, you go to the design phase. So the design phase is actually proposing how you're going to design the system. So this is actually going to go straight into the details, which is all that hardware, all that software, all the programming that's required, potentially, you know, all the operating systems that are going to be required in that new system. And even things like communications, how you're going to tell people about this new system, maybe physical construction, maybe you need a new building for all these servers, or uh, even like how you secure all the data or how you get the user's information to be secure. And then after that, you get into the development stage, which is when the system is actually being developed. And at this point, it's all like all that stuff that you plan for and you design, you're gathering all that stuff now and you're installing it. And then at this point, this is also where, you know, user training is involved. You got to train all the users, all the potential users or people who are touching the system to be trained in how to use it. And even the people who troubleshoot the system uh, to understand how to troubleshoot it if the users have issues. And then after that, you got like this whole phase that may be concurrent with development is the testing phase. So all the aspects of the performance are going to be tested and reviewed. There's, you know, unit testing, make sure functionality is there. Uh, integration testing to see like if all the parts of the system are working with each other. It's basically a quality assurance method uh, to, you know, do, make sure that everything is good to go. Once everything is good to go, that's when you start to deploy the system. This is when you move it from your testing environment and bring it into the production environment. It's called a production environment. That's your, you know, something called a go live state. It means it's your system that you're going to be currently working in today. So, you know, whatever you're working with now, 
that is considered in a production environment. So when you're deploying a new system, you're deploying it towards a production environment. And, you know, this can be done in different ways. Maybe you're just implementing this new, I don't know, barcoding system in like a specific ICU nurse unit and you're phasing it in. And then if it's good, then you start phasing it into the other units. Or the other method is, you know, implementing it everywhere in your hospital and then the old system just get rid of like right away. So there's two methods. Um, We kind of went over it briefly before with the Big Bang, which is like everything at once and then phasing in. So and then after that, last part is just upkeep and maintenance. After you implement the system, deploy it. That's the point where you start going back and looking at, you know, um, all these different things, you know, upgrading the system. If there's a new update or replacing hardware or software that needs to be updated or, you know, changing some certain aspects of the system that uh, will benefit users who are complaining about it. You know, just keeping it, everything up to date and modifying it and improving and optimizing it. So, you know, SDLC is a very common thing. It, there's a lot of benefits to actually defining the SDLC for implementing the new system. And, you know, one of them is you're going to have an entire project uh, really clearly defined with all the costs, all the people involved, all the timelines, everything. And, you know, like project managers will actually love this because they have everything set in space. And then they know, you know, the cost of the project and all the goals and standards are really clearly defined so that, you know, uh, people can actually just understand everything from the get go. But having something like this built in place from the very beginning is a little bit bad, too. There are some issues where, you know, you are making a bunch of assumptions uh, in the beginning of the project. So if something happens while you're working on the system throughout that timeline and, you know, it complicates development, like let's say, oh, we underestimated the amount of resources. Now we need more. Or maybe someone else has to take a leave and now we don't have as much uh, resources as we can. Then it's going to be messing up that whole timeline. Or maybe something something like the hardware that's required is not installed correctly. Or there's an issue with the hardware and they have to like get different hardware or switch out some components. Then you're kind of in a bind. And then sometimes it's not really flexible because of this. So it's really difficult to get things through if you define everything by making assumptions in the beginning. And then also when you make assumptions in the beginning, uh, you can also complicate uh, the, th- the process even more by making bad estimations on the cost. Maybe the cost is actually a lot more than what you think it was in the beginning, or maybe it's a lot less. I mean, that's not too much of an issue, but if it's a lot more, then that is an issue. And at, si- at the same time, you know, testing within the development stage it can actually slow down some development teams. So I hope you learned something about the SDLC because I think it's really important to kind of understand that whole flow if you're working in informatics, because at some point, at one point or another, you're going to be involved in a project that will follow a very similar pathway to the SDLC. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.